Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about volumes 21 and 22 of Vinland Saga. The War in the Baltic chapters continued all the way through this book too. Woo! We had two entire books full of War in the Baltic chapters now. <laughs> is it like 34, 33? I, um, it's I need to double check. 36. 36? It's the last <laughs> one of this. <laughs> and I wonder, I mean, it... Maybe this naming pattern might continue, although I feel like it might be over. Actually, it probably is over. This, right? The War in the Baltic chapters? Yeah, if it's not th if it's not this chapter, it's got to be the next one. Because it just mm -hmm. feels like it's, you know, it's done. It's finished. We reached the climax and we've gotten to the resolution. Right. right. We're, we're done. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. It's At, at the very least, it's, it should be at least almost over if it's not already over. Yeah. But yes. Mm-hmm. I thought this book did an even better job than the previous ones at pointing out just how absolutely meaningless war is. Like, obviously, the previous books have, right? I, I think, done a really good job with that as well. But mm -hmm. I just felt like that message was even stronger in this book than the ones before. Um, like, there were, in my opinion, I mean, there were many instances, I thought, like, really throughout the entire book. But there were three, like, in my opinion, pretty special instances that showed it. The first one being the execution in Jomsborg at the very beginning of the mm -hmm. book. And then there was the warrior who was dying and realizing that he wasn't being sent to Valhalla. Yeah. And then the, the, the two warriors who had fought, fought on opposing sides in the battle talking to each other after the battle was over. Those three instances, which neither of them featured any specific characters. Like, like it, mm -mm. we didn't know any of these people. Uh, but they still had this really strong message to them. And then obviously there there were messages of this uh, uh, kind of portrayed through the main characters too. But I thought these were sp some special cases that I just wanted to mention briefly before we get into the real characters here. Yeah. And this kind of actually is a continuation of what was happening in the previous volume, well, the previous book, I should say. There were some snippets of the warriors having some sad tragic moments in war for example the yeah. brother who was shooting at his or who's trying to get his attention of his long lost brother yeah but this book had some of my favorites and and the, the two being the the execution and then the the guy who slowly died um waiting for Val, waiting for the valkyries to carry him right um so sad but so powerful and i i like well, just how just how they doubt the Viking way of living and thinking about could there have been more and mm. you know maybe maybe this Valhalla is not exactly all it was or is something that we should be desiring especially since that's just what we were doing to begin with and then the the person who was dying um, waiting for the Valkyries to carry him I like his last line where he says, uh, boss, friends, don't die. There's no Valhalla. It's all a lie. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was like uh, very sad. And, and yeah, it makes it makes you think about cherishing the life that you do have and not mm -hmm. racing towards your death. Right. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Making the best out of the life that you have. Like, yeah. in the moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think Yukimura's point is that maybe there were people who had these thoughts during their battles way back when. Maybe they were few and far in between, but who knows? Like, potentially they would be. And mm. I, I like that kind of mindset where yeah, it's not black and white, where all these Viking warriors were just bloodthirsty people, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think he's doing a great job at showing that it's not just Thorfinn and his father 
who are like these good people, mm-hmm. you know, among, uh, you know, the society. He really is doing a great job at showing a very varied people, like in general. Uh, you know, we had Hill's father was was an example that we saw. And also in the previous book, yeah. that one, well, you mentioned the, the brother, well, he wasn't one of those people, but uh, another instance like that with like kind of non, non-characters having some pretty interesting stuff was the father and the son who were on, on the battlefield and the, and the father just got blasted with a, the catapults uh, and just was right, kind of right. torn in half. Like that seemed to be like a pretty cool guy based on when he was talking about retiring after this battle and all that. Mm-hmm. But let's get into Thorfinn. He infiltrated Jomsborg at the start of the book here to rescue Gudrid. Mm-hmm. And there he came face to face with Floki pretty much right off the bat in this book. Yeah. And, well, obviously we had, well, I'm sure anyone who had read the previous book would have predicted this. But um, he totally lost control and he grabbed a sword and he cut three fingers off of uh, Floki's right hand. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I... When I read this, I, I never thought he would actually kill him. I, right. even though, I mean, it looked like it was really close. But, you know, <laughs> it, it was still, I you know, we we trust in Thorfinn. And he he ultimately didn't. But, man, that was still such an intense and exciting scene. Yeah, absolutely. It did, it did kind of make you uh, question just a little bit. Like, oh, whoa, like, mm. how far is he going to go here? Yeah, right. But not, but not that I... And I don't think you did either. That doubted that he would be able to control his his rage, um, mm. which he was. But it it was a tough, tough battle. And I I like the fact that it wasn't as simple as no, I forgive you, or I'm not going to do this as, as soon as he comes in. You know, he he actually has a moment where he he basically loses himself. Yeah, he looks really scary too. Right. Yeah. But he does eventually come back, and he breaks his sword in half with his knee. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. That must be a thin sword or something's going down. <laughs> Make yeah. it out of wood or something. Regardless, I love the imagery of that, you know, or like kind of what that represents, you know. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Mm. And, well, you know, Balder obviously threw himself in front of Floki in that moment. Yeah. And I, I guess it makes me wonder if Floki, or if Balder hadn't done that, would Thorfinn have killed Floki? Uh, you know, if he hadn't, yeah, ha- like stopped himself to not hit Balder there, because that because that was when he just kind of stops with with the sword in the like raised and just kind of stood there for for a while. And I wonder, yeah, I just wonder. <laughs> uh, Who knows? We'll never know, I guess. <laughs> Maybe Gudrid would have ran in it at some point. Yeah, right. Maybe. I mean, I I could see that, but yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, he would have died himself if he had done it, since mm-hmm. Hild was there. So, right. So I I guess with that in mind, it was also kind of one of the extra reasons why I didn't think he would do it because he can't die here. <laughs> <laughs> sort yeah. Of. <laughs> His uh, showdown with Garm, I thought was yeah obviously a great a great part of the of the book, but. I absolutely like. I think my favorite part of that was when Thorfinn started acting all cocky in front of Garm, right? And like, <laughs> followed obviously by Thorfinn using a move on Garm that Askeladd had used on Thorfinn in the past, and like oh, how that kind of. I mean, there's been little hints of this before, but I think this at this point it's really. It seems to me at least pretty clear that Thorfinn he uses the good teachings of Askeladd and sort of, and while disregarding the bad ones, 
mm. in a way. Like, because Askeladd wasn't all bad. Like, yeah, he was very bad, but he, there was good in him too. Like, s- c- certain aspects. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's cool how Thorfinn can learn from those sides of Askeladd and just kind of ignore the rest. You know, what's interesting, though, is he says, what a horrid thought. The things that that man taught me were what kept me alive. Mm. So while he does remember the good things or, you know, I guess the, the useful things from Askeladd, he kind of almost resents it. <laughs> yeah, which is fair. You know, I can understand that still. Yeah. Just because of who Askeladd was and what he had done. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting relationship that he still possesses with the, the dead man. But Yeah, um, totally. But I understand because it's a very complicated one. Mm. Uh, yeah, I really like that moment, just how he eggs Garm on. Um, expert mode unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pr- protect my own life, not take the, the life of my enemy, and still win. Yes. <laughs> I so mean, good. that sounds prof- uh, impressive. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I, I there's probably some video game players be like, oh yeah, that's that's the true way to play it. You know, you're not you're not really playing the game unless you do an expert mode. Uh huh. And I, I love his line, I'd be even a greater fool to use a blade on a child. <laughs> <laughs> He's really mocking Garm there. And you know, it makes me wonder well obviously we'll talk about Garm later, but it makes me wonder if uh if Garm learned anything from that <laughs> or not. Like I wonder. The, yeah. Yeah. But uh <laughs> Yeah. For sure. Uh, I guess I've had this in Garm's section, but I- I'm going to bring it up here. Mm-hmm. I love the fight with Garm where you get Thorfinn's point of view. Like, a- as the panels go, like, you're you're actually seeing the fight happen through Thorfinn's eyes. Yeah. You see, you see Thorfinn, uh, you know, attack, not Thorfinn, uh, Garm attack him and, and how Thorfinn reacts that way. You mm-hmm. don't really see that, in at least in this manga. I think it was the first time you really get yeah. a point of view type of fight and i thought that was really cool right i i I agree totally and i thought i don't think i've ever seen at least to this extent i don't think i've seen this kind of i guess method or or well yeah Yeah. this way of showing a fight i don't think i've ever seen in the manga before uh i thought i thought it was awesome then when the battles were all over thorfinn hugged Mm -hmm. gudrid (laughs) and oh my gosh that that (laughs) hug was so i thought it was so wholesome like and just the way he 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 embraced her and and spoke to her, yeah, it was heartwarming. So heartwarming. It it was very heartwarming. He like it was an embrace, but he had his hand on her head. Like I don't know, like that. That's really intimate. I feel like yeah, putting your putting your hand on the back of someone's head, like doing just an embrace, you know, both hands behind the person's back. Mm. That's I mean yeah, that's that can be pretty uh, intimate, but. Putting it right there, I don't know. Like that just seems like romantic in a way. I mean, it seemed affectionate, definitely. I agree. Affectionate. That's 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 a great, great way to put it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, but still, he he seems st- to still be quite oblivious to. Oh, absolutely. The whole thing, like after the hug, like because obviously Gudrid was was blushing a lot after that, and like she, I mean, she almost fainted. It looked uh, like when when, <laughs> when he hugged her, uh, uh-huh. but he didn't really notice that at all. Like after he was done hugging her, he was just like, "Oh, uh, mm-hmm. what about Sigurd? How is he doing?" Like uh, he just w- moved right on. So it's still, yeah, it's still interesting. Like it's hard to, I guess, read Thorfinn uh, when it comes to those sorts of things right now. Yeah. Well, while it doesn't surprise me the way he's been so far, like very awkward with terms of love, <laughs> I'm still excited to see 
how this goes down in the next book, but uh, I guess we'll talk about that a, a little later. Right, right. But yeah, because, well, I mean, on, on the whole topic of love for Thorfinn, he did, at the end of the book, find out that Gudrid actually is in love with him. And, of course, he doesn't really know what to do with that information. <laughs> he seems to be pretty stumped. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, that is something I'm just super stoked to see how that's going to progress. Like, really exciting. Yeah, I, I like his... Yeah, his reaction. She's like, huh? Huh? <laughs> like, he did, he did the same panel twice. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause I wonder if that, if we're supposed to read that as him kind of, if it's like a happy surprise or if it's just a surprise surprise. <laughs> or like, like. I think it's he just didn't know how to react. He's yeah. Like, Wait, what? What just happened? <laughs> yeah. I think I think so. Ultimately, I want to. I want. I want to find find some kind of happiness in there. Like, like, oh my gosh, she likes me too. But I don't. I guess it would be a bit of a stretch to say that so far or so early. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's. Uh, he's definitely at a loss. Yeah, he's he's uh, clueless. <laughs> <laughs> May you know it could just stem from the fact that his self confidence and self-worth is very low like he doesn't self-esteem like he doesn't think of himself very highly Mm -hmm. and so maybe it's this thing where how could anybody fall in love with a monster or a horrible sinner like me right um yeah yeah which is not a healthy thing healthy thing to be thinking no it definitely Um, is not but i i hadn't really considered that exact possibility but i think that's definitely uh likely in this situation here and and maybe it's a few things, and, and maybe that True. aspect won't ever get touched on, because um, I definitely think it's he just has no experience with that, so obviously he's very <laughs> going to be very awkward, and we've established that before. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's also a self esteem kind of a thing. Yeah, no, I, I can I can see that for sure. It's also nice that that whole scene took place at his father's grave place or oh. gen- general area. Uh, and that was, I mean, I thought it was a really nice moment when he got there and to just kind of take in the the scenery and just see it be there at the place where his father was buried. Yeah, no better place to confess your love to your crush than at your <laughs> crush's uh, father's grave. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, the perfect place. Uh, the way you say it now makes me feel like it's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> It depends on the. I mean, it sounds pretty goth uh, to me, so maybe some people like that. <laughs> no, I mean, look, at that point, they're not thinking about the the gravestone or you know the burial place. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it quickly became a uh, uh, field of battle, or you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was going to be. Anyway, uh, one one other thing I have about Thorfinn is mostly just you know the main plot. I'm glad he was able to spare the lives of Floki and Balder yes. and then disband the, the Yom's Vikings. Hell like yeah. Way to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, in the role of, uh, or as the fourth chief of the Yom's Vikings. Which I thought was, I was like, fourth chief? Oh. Have they not been around, like, too long then? I, I suppose not, I yeah. I guess that makes they sense. They can't, uh, yeah, they should, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah I, actually, that does make sense, I think, just based on the fact that at least what I know about the Yom's Vikings historically it's kind of disputed whether they actually existed or not. So right. if they only existed for a short amount of time, then I guess it makes more sense for that to be an uncertainty. 
there, like the, mm-hmm. the existence of them. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Lord Thorfinn. I thought it was cool that yeah he was actually called Lord Thorfinn here. <laughs> Starting from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but he kind of cast that aside pretty quickly, of course, which makes uh, sense. Of course. Of course he would. <laughs> yeah. That would have been quite the quite the turn if he decided to just become a war chief. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. It's like hmm. That's not where I thought this was going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I can I can appreciate some uh, plot twists and plot turns, but mm, that sure. that would have been that would have been too much. <laughs> that would have been yeah, would have uh, been rough. Um <clears throat> But yeah. Yes. Uh awesome awesome character journey in this uh, book and I guess the conclusion to this arc for Thorfinn in a sense. Although they're still on the journey to Miklagard, so uh True. I guess cuz it feels like the end of an arc, but it also it does. doesn't like it's uh well which is nice it's refreshing to not have this super clear kind of distinctive uh arc shift here i think like it's not obvious yeah. that it's an arc shift or not i think for thorfinn's character growth like we finished one aspect i mean we the readers have uh closure in that he he's confronted floki and he's able to overcome his demons and just you know let the man live mm-hmm. um, and become a better person for that. But now, as we see at the end of this book, he turns a new page in in his growth as a person, potentially. I mean, and yeah. I'm guessing that's love. So I think that's the next the next aspect of it all. I hope so. Um, mm. That's yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, yeah, they got to get to <laughs> got to get to Turkey or Greece or whatever. Right. But uh, we'll see. I <laughs> I wonder. Do you think do you think the trip to Turkey or to to where they're gonna trade it is just gonna be snap quick done or or is it gonna be a long like it's gonna take a few chapter a few vo- like a couple volumes? I have a feeling it might just be a short bit in the story. Hmm. Obviously, I don't I don't have too much to base it on, and I'm not I'm actually gonna share that a little later in regards to something else. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, okay. no, it's all good. Yeah. But I I think just to answer your question, I I think it if they do go there, which I mean they should, right? But um, it, I think it's just gonna be a short thing. Yeah, we may not dwell on that. Which, you know, I was kind of excited to see their travels all the way to to that part of the world. Right. And just see their adventures there, but that would ha- involve introducing a lot more characters and and uh, settings and whatnot. So, may- which I would be awesome, but this story is pretty long to begin with. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it's best to just take care of that in a couple chapters and then <laughs> get on get on back. Right. Maybe that is Yukimura's plan, but I mean, obviously, can't know for sure, but. We can't, yeah. Mm, mm. But I've really liked the 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 Baltic Sea, the War of the Baltic Sea. Like, yes, it's really been a fantastic, I guess, arc uh-huh. uh, within this ex- expedition journey. Um, you know, so I I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, absolutely, yeah. This, I like if this can is considered to be an arc, then I'll say this is my favorite arc of the story so far. Yeah. But is that all on Thorfinn? That is all on Thorfinn. <laughs> cool. Then let's talk about Gudrid. She did have an escape plan of her own, but it didn't go so well because of... Well, well, it was really Sigurd's interference that kind of ruined it because he kind of sounded the alarm. Yeah. Or I guess 
Garm was also one who kind of sounded the alarm there. So, uh, well, one of those two was well, kind of to blame. Few, few things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't go so well. So obviously, I was glad to see Thorfinn. Well, that he got there, and well, she was really glad to see Thorfinn as well mm-hmm. when he came to her rescue. <laughs> oh my god, I, I I love that like that little part when she's you know she, she's blushing and like I can really feel, I can really feel that. Yeah. Uh, plus, it's super cute, mm-hmm. but. Like, but yeah, she was blushing like crazy, uh, and and, <laughs> and 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 obviously again when Thorfinn hugged her, as we talked about earlier, yeah, she's head over heels for this guy. It seems. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen a character blush that red before in the face. <laughs> uh, at least, at least in 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 manga or anime, I've watched. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's, you know, super flushed faces, or you know, their their entire face goes red like a thermometer. Yeah. But it, mm-hmm. in this manga, it's. I don't know. It, it just takes it to a, a, another level. <laughs> but I, but I agree with you. Like I I share it. Like I can feel her her feelings of crushing on this guy. Like you can, yeah. you can just tell from the the drawing that she feels this way. Right. It's so good. Like my, I could feel my heart start like racing a little bit, kind of as I expected. I guess that that she was feeling when I saw her that way. It's just I don't know. It's really awesome. It's really cool how that how it has that effect. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it goes to show how, I don't know, how well he was able to portray that and just how great his art is, Yuki Muda. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But when when I saw her blush like that, I I was completely on board the ship. Like, I, yes. you know, I was already, you know, in favor of it. But obviously in our discussions, I've talked about the possibility of Hill being a thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I acknowledge that Gudrid was showing that she she might have feelings for him. But after this, it's like, okay, yeah, like, you know, Thorfinn Gudrid ship, I'm all for it. Let's go. <laughs> yes. But but after that happened, it just grew and grew. Like that desire that, you know, that, I don't, how, do I, how do I explain this? Me wanting them to get together and, <laughs> and have, you know, have family just grew. Yes. And until uh, till the very end, I it, it was just overwhelmed <laughs> with romantic feelings and just like, oh, I totally shipped them. Sign me up for this crew. Petter's the captain. I'm the the, the lowly <laughs> shipmate. Because uh, <laughs> I'm too late. I was too late. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm really happy to have you on the on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. We're sailing into Miklagard right now, so. Um... Aye, aye, captain. <laughs> I'm really happy to hear it. And I mean, it's just so exciting. Um, I I don't know what, to, what more to say, <laughs> really, but it's great. <laughs> Uh, but moving on a little bit more with with uh, Sigurd or not Sigurd Gudrid. Well, I was I, well, I'm gonna get to a little bit about Sigurd here though. Yeah. In order for her to convince him, you know, to get away from the gate when they were about to to escape, and you know, because he wanted to stay stay there and just kind of, well, sacrifice himself because he it would be too shameful to re- to return without Gudrid. You know, she promised him that she would come come with him back to Iceland only to, well, supposedly only to. To get him away from there, because I don't think she cares about Sigurd specifically, but she cares about life in general. So that she 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 doesn't want his life to go to waste there. Right. I think that's how I interpret that scene. I think it's a safe assumption. Uh, what, what do you think on that? I think it's a a really great evidence into his her character, mm. uh, willing to sacrifice her own happiness to see him 
alive to keep him uh-huh. alive is yeah. just a great testament to her character and her value on on life. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very, very admirable. Very, very. Quite the sacrifice. Totally, yeah, and the fact that she still, still was keeping her word, you know, even after the battle mm-hmm. was over and everything. Uh, you know, she. It seemed like she was feeling bad about it, but still, she was true to her word that she had given him back then, which is yeah. interesting. Obviously, that yeah, and and that that leads to a whole other kind of can of worms. That like, well, what's going to come of this now? Like, well, getting to the kind of that last scene of this volume or of this book, a couple of volumes back or a few volumes back, Gudrid was expressing her annoyance kind of with Thorfinn about how he always tried to do everything by himself. But at the beginning of that Mm -hmm. last scene of this book, she actually put her foot down and was firm about not just letting him go alone with uh, Thorkell. Mm -hmm. And so she followed along, which was great to see that followed up on and for her to take action and take charge in that kind of way. Um, And I think it was crucial that she came along, (laughs) obviously, Um, (laughs) because she, you know, she prevented the fight between Thorfinn and Thorkell from happening. She punched Thorkell. Mm-hmm. She punched yeah. Thorkell. <laughs> I just wanted to just like cheer and clap my hands uh, when she <laughs> did that. That was so cool. I mean, it was just a little pop. Like it was nothing. Uh, like the punch was nothing, but just the action itself was so badass. You got guts, girl. Uh-huh. Oh my uh, God. Although we knew yeah. that. Uh, I think as you oh, pointed yeah. out in, was it the most most recent volume probably where she kind of tried, tried to lecture Garm when they were in the prison cells about what a good life is or like a worthy life or like whatever, like a good way to make a living is. But yeah. Yeah, I I love her taking a stand. Like she took, she takes a stand quite often in, in these two books, I feel like, mm. you know, offering herself as sacrifice in order to, you know, get Sigurd alive. She was also the first one to go and to open the gates when they were yes, about to leave. Exactly. Call, like she, she took charge in Sigurd, that. <laughs> yeah, calling Sigurd a miserable little man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was so awesome. But yeah, and she, she stood up to Thorkell, and yeah. she ultimately you know confessed her feelings in in front of everybody. Like she was so brave in this book. Like so yeah. many instances of just her courage, all without harming a person. I mean, yes, yeah, she punched Thorkell, but yeah, you know. That wasn't gonna really harm him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. But it, it's like a, I did I didn't think about this until now. But you compare it to the bravery of these warriors who are killing each other and you know basically fighting until they die, uh, versus Gudrid who is showing her bravery through selfless sacrifices and you know sticking up for others mm. and not necessarily you know, doing it violently. Yeah, absolutely. But man, when she admitted to loving Thorfinn, <laughs> I, I just, I just lost it. Or like, I was like, cause if it, I mean, it had built up with like all of these hints and shit. And then she, she actually said it. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I love the way she says it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, because I did not expect it to come out that way. Like, right. I did not expect it right then. Or, and like, it, I like for her to, what for it to come out, as a response to a question from Thorkell, out of all people. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so good. So, yeah, it felt random, but it felt also felt so right. But man, I, oh, I, and I felt so sorry for her kind of afterward, like at the very end of the chapter, where she's just super flustered 
and she doesn't know what to do. Like it looks like she she just wanted to, wants to disappear. <laughs> yeah. Like she she doesn't dare yeah. to turn around and face for face Thorfinn. And like I obviously I, I understand I feel that. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that secondhand embarrassment. It's like oh girl. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be okay. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. But oh gosh, that yeah. In the moment, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else on her? I don't think so. Great. Then let's move on to Balder next. So him getting in between Thorfinn and Floki, I think saved. Well, it, it definitely saved both both Floki and Thorfinn's lives. Mm. I or more likely, po- possibly. I guess. I guess it's not definite. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's possible that he saved Floki's life and in by extension Thorfinn's because he would have been shot if he had killed Floki. And if that is the case that he saved their lives by doing that, it's also I think a possibility that he saved also by extension Gudrid's, Hilds, Sigurds, and. Sigurd's companions' lives, because I think they may not have been able to escape Jomsborg without Thorfinn's help. You have a point. So yeah, his his intervention there, I think, was really important in that way. Yeah, I, it's sad that he feels responsible for his grandfather's ambition. Yeah, like, he, like all the things that his grandfather's has done has, well, he feels it's been for him, um, and to an extent that is that is true. Uh, well, I, it's, I think you could say it's mostly true. We'll, we'll talk about Floki later, but it's just, it's sad that this poor child has to feel the responsibility of all the deaths, all the pain and suffering and when war, mm. um, when he didn't do any of it or want any of it. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He didn't want any of it. It's, which is, you know, it's it's like last time I compared him to, to Gudrid in that, they're like the, by the people around them. They're both kind of forced into situations that they don't really want to be in, but that others would be happy to be in, kind of. But this is, I guess, <laughs> kind of a step further than than Gudrid's, where, well, it's it's obviously more violent and and with those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But it's it's similar in how their freedom is is kind of taken away from them, uh, unless they themselves try to break break free from that but yeah well yeah but i agree it was really sad to see how basically it kind of culminated in him almost committing suicide like that was such a such a sad part just kind of scream crying at the the middle of the street he says that his true intentions were to disband and destroy the yamas vikings so he could be free which i don't know like i never felt like that was in doubt (laughs) like Mm. i I never expected him to want to continue the ba- their band or I I guess I guess the point was that if Thorfinn wanted to keep the young Vikings around that would be against what Balder wanted but clearly Thorfinn didn't want that either and I thought that was established but right. I, either way it, I guess it's I I can't say admirable but it's sad that all he wanted was just freedom and just to end all of this this fighting and bloodshed. Yeah, right. And it's a really mature mindset for a kid as young as him. Yeah. But I guess uh-huh. in a way, I mean, I can still buy it though because he was raised in Jomsborg and he always saw that kind of lifestyle and he saw the ugliness of it. So with that in mind, I think mm-hmm. I, I can still buy the fact that he has that mindset. Yeah. It's really really good 
when he suggested that they take him hostage or that they pretend to take him hostage, um, he, well, in, in his lines, he called back to, or well, he didn't intentionally, but his lines did call back to Hordaland's somewhere not here monologue from chapter two. Oh, uh, really? Again, when he, when he said that he wanted to go somewhere that's not here. Basically, that little somewhere not here quote was there as well in his in his monologue or in his uh, Hordaland, lines. eh? So Hordaland, I remember that she will name. Never it actually made me go back and reread that scene from uh, yeah chapter two, and oh, it's still such a good scene. Her talk with Thorfinn, you know, at night there at the ship. Yeah, even though she was just such a my such a incredibly minor character, she's still so beloved <laughs> to me well yeah but you know it's really is kind of a, a theme for a lot of these characters you know trying to find peace somewhere out there mm. amidst this world of war and slavery and just terribleness you know it's just a constant theme so she yeah she really is kind of the spokesperson <laughs> at least yeah the, the first the first instance the first scene of mm. um, someone um, striving wanting that precisely mm-hmm so on the whole hostage thing, Baldur was taken... Well, he was first held hostage by Thorfinn, obviously. Then Gudrid for a little while with a, <laughs> with a ladle. <laughs> and then Sigurd took over, holding him. And then ultimately Hild took him hostage uh, at the end. So I, I just thought it was like a <laughs> poor kid being held hostage by four, four people in the same... Yeah. <laughs> in the same night. <laughs> Although it was his own idea, to be fair. Uh, the, the last last thing I have on Balder is at the very end when he's sailing away with his his grandfather. Yeah. Um, his uh, servant, hand, maid servant or whatever, uh, says, "We don't have any food. What are we gonna do?" He's like, "Oh yeah. Well, ah uh, yes, we'll fish." And I was like, "Yay! Yay. <laughs> you get to fish." Yeah, that was so the good. Simple things in life. It, it, it's quite. It was quite satisfying uh, ending for him. It was. Yeah, like right. Even though he didn't end up going with the main characters in the end. Yeah, I agree. It was still a good ending for his character. It was supposedly ending as far as the story goes. Um, right. Because yeah, just uh, going or, or at least uh, right. Yeah, living with his grandfather and well, the the servant that he seemed to be close to. Uh, it was yeah, very sweet. Yeah. Interestingly, I said that um, if Loki was alive, that what did I say? I think that that Balder wouldn't leave or something like that. Um, ah. But if Loki died, Balder Balder would. That's right. Uh, but it turns out, I guess I was wrong on on both accounts. <laughs> that with yeah, with Floki still alive, Balder leaves like you know well there's really no place to stay so they Mm. have to have to leave right right yeah it was it was a good end yeah and yeah not one that either of us i think had really foreseen so that was that was cool but shall we move on to floki then yes so gudrid made the observation that floki is overprotective of balder but that that (laughs) means that he still cares about him and i think she's right like yeah. All things considered, you know, Floki is has done many, many, many terrible things. But all things considered, he is a pretty alright grandfather to Baldur. Uh like in the previous book we saw that he he took Baldur fishing, even though 
it was risky and he didn't want to put that risk to to Baldur, although uh, he did it just because Baldur wanted to. Like Baldur just really wanted to go fishing, so he yeah. did it. He did it for Baldur's sake. And in this book, we saw he just how he totally freaked out over the smallest little scratch yeah. on Baldur's <laughs> cheek. Like he he really genuinely does care about Baldur. I think it's it's not just about the kind of having a having someone in your family to become the chief like it's not all about that sure that's part of it but he does i think genuinely mm-hmm. care about him as a person as well yeah you gotta hand hand it to him he he really loves his grandson mm. that's that's uh at least one redeeming quality yeah <laughs> dirty ambitions aside i i guess uh he lost some fingers <laughs> yeah from the strike on uh by, by by Thorfinn, although the, nothing really comes of that besides he just has a bloody hand throughout the whole thing. But it, it is that interaction was interesting because he tries to intimidate Thorfinn by saying, "I'm I'm this big grand guy, you know. I'm, there's no way I'll be defeated." And swipe, like, <laughs> you know, cower yeah. before me. Uh, right, and it's funny because only moments before that he was just kind of shivering in his boots because he didn't like suddenly he had no more guards to. To come to his rescue, kind of. Um, <laughs> he really is a coward. Uh, I mean, we've, yeah. we've said it before, but this book showed mm-hmm. it in that scene, and it also showed it when he when he planned to escape by leaving a bunch of his own soldiers to die uh, at the at the fort. Right. Just despicable. Yep. Yep. Where Where did he get Bigfoot? Ah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yes. Where did Emira come? Where did this come from? Like it's just... Yeah, that was. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that was interesting. I guess. I guess so. So yeah, Emir, his. I guess like some kind of battle slave or something like that, of Loki's. I guess so. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, the the name Emir is a well, it was the ancestor to all of the giants in Norse mythology. So. That is obviously well with this the character Ymir here being so large, must have been why Floki named him that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that was that was an interesting character design, and you know it got me thinking. Very much a twist. Yeah, because it obviously does. It just looks far less human than all of the other kind of characters right. we've seen, except for one. I I actually remembered. Um, well, sort of. Uh, Jabath in the first chapter. Uh, that the frog man or whatever you want to call him the the the, the, the frank he also what? looked very weird yeah uh, obviously in a very different way but it's like it's, it's a, i guess emir is not technically the first instance of a very strange character design <laughs> in the series okay <laughs> uh, yeah you know <laughs> i mean i i see i i see what you're saying in that it's not the normal or typical character design um that we've seen from the other characters in the story, mm. but it, it, Jabath is like more of a, a caricature, or you know, it, it, definitely a human-like person. Whereas Emir seems like it's you know a, the missing link, or like you know, <laughs> a a line of species of Homo something, not Homo sapien. <laughs> right, like, right. You know, I or I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I. I guess my point is is. It looks like it's it's a Neanderthal or a or a, a you know a caveman kind of kind of thing. Yeah, and like I I wonder if we are supposed to take it as something like that, which I don't think Neanderthals existed back then. 
There's no way. Yeah, like I'm quite sure they went extinct quite, quite long before that. Um, but I, I still think it's fair to, to assume that this is a caricature similar to how Jabath was, that they oh, okay. neither of them might not look exactly as they are drawn, um, but they're both a little bit exaggerated in their own ways, maybe. Okay, I guess I see what you're um, saying. At least that's how I'm choosing to view it because I don't, I can't really make sense of it otherwise. <laughs> it's just all the hair, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the size, the, the size is one thing, but it it it, it looks like a gorilla with the, the hair. Yes. Like <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, and like he towers even over Thorkell. Yeah. And I think the freakiest thing thing is that he likes to eat people. Yes. Like, like what? <laughs> I, mm, that's why. That's why it's hard for me to compare to Jabath because Jabath, while he looks weird, like he's still human. Fair. fair. <laughs> this guy, you talk about eating people. Like, it's like he's. It's like he's an animal. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's wacky. <laughs> I wonder if we'll see him again. Like Thorkel took him along, or maybe took him along. I guess we don't know for sure, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. I guess. <laughs> I could definitely see this as just being like a one-shot character, though. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I'm just curious how Floki got him, or like where he <laughs> found him, or yeah. how he's able to tame him. Like, <laughs> it, it was definitely a uh, trump card, or a, um, you know, your, your secret weapon. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it was very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, last thing I have on Floki is that he's murmuring to himself how obsessed he is with his... With his glory, mm. uh, remind me of the Despicable Kettle. Yes, um, absolutely. But it was wholesome to see Balder try to, you know, get his grandpa out of it. It's like, come on, you know, like, <laughs> live a little. We're free. Yeah, you know, if you want to eat, you gotta catch a fish. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. No, I, I absolutely also see. Like, I, I feel like the, his end was kind of definitely similar to Kettle's end, um, in how yeah he just kind of went a little bit numb in the head after everything was right. done and uh, is supposedly not going to be a threat from now on. But yeah, he did live through it all. Um, and, you know, I'm honestly, I'm kind of glad that he did. Uh, I think the fact that he still lives kind of proves Thorfinn's strength and resolve even more than I think it would have if he had died. Right. Like, regardless of who had killed him. Like, even if somebody else had killed him, I think this is a better ending for the story as a whole because it, it yeah it shows Thorfinn's growth in a better way yeah I think in a lot of movies you'll see you know the hero have a moment where he gets revenge about to get revenge on the bad guy or take the person's life but he's like no I'm better than that and then the bad guy proceeds to die by his own actions or like someone kills him or yeah like yeah somebody else does they, it or something like, yeah whatever yeah yeah they, they kind of like grim it <laughs> like the hero kind of grimaces but they, they you know they just like walk it off like yeah he deserved it uh -huh. you know but in this case, I think Thorfinn would have really been upset if Floki had died some other way. Like, like upset in the fact that, oh my gosh, it may not be me, but am I happy the fact that he's dead? Like, am I should I rejoice in the death of someone else? Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe he would have maybe maybe he wouldn't have reacted that way. But that's just a thought I had. Mm. But I, I I like the fact that the villain just keeps on living, but has to. <laughs> 
uh, repent in a way or think about what he's done. And yeah. Plus, he gets to spend time with his grandson, which I think is I think can only be a good thing for him. I think because yeah. we we know he loves Balder, and I and we know what Balder is like. He you know he has you know a a great attitude and a fantastic just kind of view on life, and I I have faith I have a good feeling that Floki well whether or not he changes i don't like he's not gonna get worse like yeah it, it's not yeah, yeah it's yeah. not gonna get worse from from where where he is right now where it is right now thanks to him being with Baldur. yeah in fact it's probably gonna just get better at least that's what i'm hoping for yep mm, mm. anyway anything else on floki no then let's talk about garm next i say with his uh or like his with in this book he he has he's wrapped his forehead in with like a with cloth because uh, I think he got injured in his battle with Thorkill last volume. Uh, and I think with that, well, quote-unquote, headband, he looks even more like Thorkell now. Yeah, he really uh, does. Than he did before. <laughs> so I think it's cool just to continue to see these resemblances. <laughs> and he ran over the freaking wall to Jomsborg. That was pretty boss. That, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally was. And that's actually believable. Uh, mm. Like, I mean, it's still an extreme feat, but... I think someone could actually do that, but you just have to be incredibly athletic and mm. nimble. Right. Which we know that he is. Like, he is right. acrobatic and really fast. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, Gar proves that he's one of the best fighters we've seen in this entire story. Mm. And we see that he views war as a game, an act of pleasure, um, and really doesn't value life at all. Like, the meaning of life is just to yeah, really fight and, and just play a ge- play this game. Right. And then if you, if you die, then okay, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, it's funny. Yeah. You, you say he, he has like no regards to, to life or doesn't care about that at all, which is definitely true. And it's also fun how, how firmly the previous book uh, established that that goes for even his own life as well. Like, it's mm-hmm. really not just about, oh, I, I can kill everybody else, but nobody, nobody can kill me. But it's, well, he's totally unbiased when it comes to lives. Even his own can be, like, he's totally fine with his own life being taken at any point. Right. So he's a definitely a fascinating character in that in that way. And, and I guess that kind of stems from his backstory that we see, we see briefly. It's, it's a bit twisted. Yeah. But, you know... I, from a very early age, he was made out to be a disturbing person, and he he killed adults. He yeah just murdered anybody that got in his way, all all because he thought it was a fun game, kind of yeah kind of a thing. So maybe some mental issues there. I mean, yeah, definitely, he has to screw loose somewhere. But uh, speaking of the flashback, through through that we learned that his father, growing up, was supposedly maybe not actually his biological father. At least he said something along those lines, and I, I mean, I, I suppose he, whoever that guy was, he could have said it just because he was fighting with his wife or whatever, and just said something that made it sound like that. But it definitely sounded like he wasn't the biological father. Um, at least that's how I interpreted it. And that, I think, also... Well, it still makes the idea of him being Thor- Thorkel's bastard son work. Uh, so that's not debunked or anything. 
at this point in time. So I think I, I still like to think of it that way. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say exactly. Yeah. It could be just a situation where, uh, oh, that, but he's your son. It's like, uh, that, that's no son of mine. Like, right, you know, exactly. That, you know, yeah, it could have been just kind of disowning like, him. Mm-hmm. But but maybe maybe there's more to it. Maybe Thorkell came in and and knew this woman. Um, but <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, and we may never. But but I, I still like to think of it that way, regardless. I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's just yeah, they're just too similar. Maybe that's the point that both yeah. of these war crazed guys, similar features but uh, similar similar personalities in a way as well. Yeah, right. You know, it's 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 almost tragic that the only fun and satisfaction that Garm gets is just in war and fighting. Yeah. I mean, it's also similar to Thorkel. It seems like totally. And it, it's sad that their lives are like. I mean, it's their choice, and I think. Thorkell made that very clear in the previous book, but you know, I, I guess, difference of opinions. But I think there's much more to life than proving yourself on the battlefield or just having fun. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I guess I'm going more into Thorkell here, but he had a wrestling match with Emir mm-hmm. and had a blast. He didn't kill him. He knocked him out. Precisely. He didn't kill him. Yes. So why not just do that kind of stuff? I mean, yeah, you're not gonna find monsters like Emir all the time, but. <laughs> You know, just just battle until you knock out the guy, or or mm-hmm. you know you don't necessarily kill him. And uh, if Garn were to learn that lesson, I think that's kind of what Thorfinn was somewhat trying to teach him, in that you don't have to kill your your fighting partner. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, at the very least, it would be a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, because yeah, that's interesting. Thorkell is definitely messed up in his own ways, but. He, 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 he's he has a more healthy mind than Garm, for sure. Yeah, I'd I'd say that as well. I mean, maybe that comes with age. Could be, could be. Yeah, right. Yeah, when yeah, who knows? When uh, when Thorkel was Garm's age, maybe he was just as crazy. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. There's still there's still differences. You're right. But um, but but with uh, Garm, it's it's interesting because you know after that fight they had and being knocked out, he comes back in. And he's like. I'll get you next time. I'll be sure to kill you next time. <laughs> uh, and he's I just want to be Thorfinn's. I just want to be friends with you. He's like, but we already are friends. Yes. It, it, you know, it, I kind of went aw. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but then it was like, but it's also weird. Like, <laughs> I'm getting mixed mixed messages from you, kid. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has the same kind of. In a way, he has a similar kind of cuteness as Thorkell does, <laughs> right? Because they can both be cute in 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 their own ways. Yeah, um, true. And while at the same time they're absolutely dreadful, and you don't you're right want to be close you're to right. them really, but but yeah. still, yeah, going all at at you know here and there for, on the, on both of those, I think is fair. On both still. of them, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else on Garm? No. Then let's talk about his maybe daddy, Thorkel. Uh, he leads the charge to Jomsborg and he is loving it. He is like crying with joy over how much he's loving the war. That's it, so funny. Oh man, it is, yeah. He's too much, man. He's too much. He really is. I think last time I talked about him being like a like a jester in a sense for, for the readers. Like just... A guy who is just so obsessed with war to the point where he just becomes a clown, basically. Yeah. It's just so funny. 
But, oh my gosh, that reference to The Shining, you know, yeah. where Jack Nicholson, <laughs> you know, in The Shining breaks through yeah. the door and he's like, here's yeah. Johnny. But we got Thorkel doing the same thing with the axe and then peeking through and saying, there's Floki. <laughs> <laughs> with the same face and everything. Oh, that really killed me. <laughs> what a reference. What? Oh my gosh. I pray. I pray that Mappa, whoever decides to, to animate it, uh-huh. will go all the way with that reference. Yes. Just, oh. oh, please do. It, please. Perfect. Because they even oh. had, like, first of all, when we saw the axe coming through the wall, like chopping through the wood, yes. like, like that angle was exactly as in the movie. And then the obviously, obviously, like the iconic shot of the face peeking through the planks, obviously, mm-hmm. was right there with it, like basically the same face expression and everything. Like, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> The only way you can prove that scene if you if you have a shot of Floki's just screaming high pitch, ah! Something like that. I think I think it was perfect. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. But yeah, that that definitely caught me off off guard. Kind of. <sighs> so funny. Thorkel was just so funny throughout this book, just in general. He really was. Uh, like, yeah, just having a blast fighting Ymir, and right after after the fight, he just acted like a child when he wanted to, you know, you know keep Ymir around. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, can we keep him? <laughs> like, that, it, I think that's one of those instances where, you know, Thorkel is kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll give him half of my food. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. Adorable. Hey, maybe maybe it will help his boredom, you know? Right, right. Precisely. Let's hope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Better than the bears. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, so, we had talked about multiple times, so we had hoped that Thorkill would have a coming of understanding that, you know, this endless fighting and everything was just not, maybe not for him or not, what Thor's was all about or anything like that. Mm. But we're at this point in the story and I just, you know what? I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Thorkel is just happy with the way he's living his life and has no desire to change whatsoever. Mm. And you know, unlike those Vikings that we had in this book who had maybe some regrets about the life they had led up until that point, <laughs> I think when, when Thorkel eventually dies for him, hopefully on the battlefield, yeah, uh, I think he'll be like, "Oh man, life was great." Kind of, kind of a, kind of a thing, you know. I, uh, mm-hmm. I just don't think he's ever gonna seek out change because in order for a person to change, they have to seek it out. For sure, you know, they have to be mm. the one to desire it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right. Because he he does learn about Thorfinn's plans for for Vinland and stuff in this book, and yeah, he yeah he really kinda just kind of la- laughs, laughs it off. It. Yeah. 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 Uh, which. It makes sense. I wasn't surprised that he did. And, you know, he says it'll never work and that people even there are always going to have wars or have wars and stuff. And, yeah. Which, I mean, he's right. There were definitely wars in North America to come. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but although, I mean, I, I, still, I still think it would be really cool if somehow there's still maybe a chance for him to to join them or in some sense i agree it just but you're right it it does seem unlikely yeah how does he reconcile that i guess he's like well you're the only family i have left i'll go with you like why but why would he be done with that all of a sudden i I don't know yeah right and it's you know it's 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 also the the idea that it would be so rewarding for 
for Thorkild to to like to understand the meaning of uh, what it is to be a true warrior. Like for him specifically, yeah. just because he knew Thors, who was kind of like the original true warrior, and uh, and and the fact that he has had that cu- the, the strong curiosity about that whole concept this whole time. So I'm really hoping that there's like it's not over. Like whether or not he's actually gonna become a pacifist. Like I, maybe that is a stretch to assume that he would be ever become a pacifist. Yeah. All, all out. Yeah. But that he at least can improve, like in some way, and uh, become more of a rely, rely reliable ally, potentially. But we shall see. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last thing on Thorkill is uh, just I, I love just how excited he he got when he found out that Gudrid <laughs> likes Thorfinn. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he he was so into that that he just he was just okay with not having the fight, <laughs> which you know that says a lot when it comes to Thorkill. Right? Like he wouldn't give up on a fight that easily. But that revelation about Gudrid's feelings for Thorfinn supposedly was enough to leave him satisfied. <laughs> so I never imagine him to be do you think he's a bit of a romantic like he kind of likes those romantic things like honestly after this yeah i do think so man i wonder if he ever had a wife or well maybe not a wife but Mm -hmm. i wonder if he ever had children or had romantic feelings for a woman like i don't know right Mm -hmm. because i always pictured that that (laughs) war is the only wife i need you know kind of a yeah kind of a thing Oh my god. You know, I would not say no to a spin-off manga about like Thorkill's life, kind of like what it's like his youth and his A rom-com. I mean, let's go. <laughs> it would definitely be a comedy at the very least. <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs> Although mm, I, mm, mm, I I mm, I just I worry cuz we like, you know, how accurate are we going here? Like, you know, I just... The plundering and other bad things. Oh, we, like, we, don't, have to do, we don't have to dwell on that kind of stuff. We can, okay. you can, you can just skip over those. Like, fast forward through that. We can pretend that never happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and that everything he did with women was with their consent. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> man, yeah, he, anyway. he, he must be a really dreadful person in a lot of ways. But, man, it's so hard I to... Don't know. It, as a fictional character, I love him. He's just too fun. You want, you want to hope for the best. Yeah, he is too fun. <laughs> he is too fun. And mm-hmm. I, I, I love him. One of my favorite characters in the story, um, you know, in this arc, as we're calling it, has really emphasized that, I think. Because he's, ba- he's been back after, you know, who knows how long. Mm. Um, yeah. And it was, it was great, great to see him in all his glory. It absolutely has been. But I guess that's it on him. Yeah. So let's talk about Sigurd next. So just like Thorfinn, he also infiltrated Jomsborg at the beginning to find Gudrid uh, there. I love that. <laughs> I, I love I love the the shot, the four panel shot where it you just see the well, and then you just see his head pop up. Boop. Yes, yes, you suddenly. <laughs> it's like a diglet from Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really great. And I think during that infiltration of Jomsborg. Sigurd was given a few things to think about, like, well, what what he really wants in life and, you know, just yeah. what, what he wants to do with his life and those kind of things. He, I think he started to think about seriously during that 
and he was a little bit like I think he seemed a little bit annoyed with himself as to why he actually started mm-hmm. thinking about it as deeply as he did when he was asked those types of questions from his companion. So, yeah, yeah, I think he is continuing to grow as a person, and that's great to see. Yeah, I like that uh, getting some character development there. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seems like he's deeply contemplating what Gudrid feels for him, and and uh-huh. you know, kind of the the whole aspect that fatty brought up is you know what do you want like does what you want and what gudrid want match up yeah it's very uh thought-provoking and he actually takes the opportunity or at least it seems like he's taking that opportunity to ponder it and and think and and yeah i also wonder if after hearing gudrid's confession or her uh, admitting that she has feelings for thorfinn yeah it could be jealousy but maybe he also feels bad. Uh, right. Like he, feel, he feels bad that... Because... Forgive me if I'm remembering wrong, but I could have sworn when they were... It was either before they got married or after they got married. He asks her if there's someone that she loved or like cared for like back in her hometown. And oh. I think she says she didn't have anybody like that. And then he's like, then there's no problem, right? Okay, I, I don't remember I, this, but it, it could have. It definitely could have happened. I I don't recall it. But, okay, well, uh, it it may. I mean, I don't remember it like everything, but but yeah, it, it may have happened, and it sounds like it could have. Maybe I should go check. But uh, regardless, I I think there there is a bit of guilt in Sigurd right now. Um, all along with thinking about what what he himself wants. Right. Yeah, I mean. It's, it, this this is gonna sound a little bit harsh, but I kind of hope so. I kind of hope that he feels a little bit of guilt, um, <laughs> just because I think that's kind of necessary to. Or it's, in a sense, I think it's a healthy emotion to feel after having acted the way he has acted. And I think if he does feel guilt, that 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 is proof of him becoming a better person or be yeah, having grown as a person because he probably wouldn't have felt guilt, you know. A little earlier in the story, he wouldn't have felt guilt over that, but I think if that is what he's feeling, then that that's proof that he has grown, mm-hmm. and he has become a better man, which I think he has, and I think he still has room to grow, but he is definitely on his way there. And yeah, I, and you know, th- th- this got me thinking about kind of what you were asking me about earlier about if it would just be a brief visit to Miklagard or if it would if they would stay there for an ex- extended period of time earlier I think Sigurd is probably ultimately going to be, be cool with it all uh, mm-hmm. and he's gonna you know divorce Gudrid mm. and all that because that's what they probably at that point they, they'll, that, that's what they'll both want with their lives mm. but I'm, I, I wonder if that Procedure needs to be done in Iceland. Is oh, I, ca- I, like I, you know, maybe. I absolutely think that's the case. And if that's the case, they need they're gonna need to go back there. Whether they do that, like as the next thing, or if they do that after they've gone to Miklagard, I guess that's the big question. But if they, I guess the, the thing is, if they do it after Miklagard, then I I kind of suspect that it might the the trek to Miklagard might be kind of a quick one. Yeah. Because they got to get back to Iceland. Is, has kind of been my thinking on that. Although, obviously, I, it's really just a gut feeling and I don't really have anything to base it on, but it's how I kind of feel about that. 
I think it's also possible that Sigurd and it takes Gudrid to Iceland before he decides what he's going to do. Um, and then when he's in Ooh. Iceland, he finally comes to uh, his senses or, you know, he's like, you know what? You're right. I don't want this. You don't want this. Oh. I'm not going to force this upon you. Ooh. Um, ah. And that may could that could help Thorfinn potentially um, understand his own feelings for Gudrid if he really misses her. Right. Um, he's like, oh my gosh, what is this feeling I have? That is what we call love. <gasps> and, then, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that too. Like, I, I like it and I don't and I don't like it. But no, I think Brett! ultimately, ultimately I like it. <laughs> I, 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 I like it because of what you said. Yeah, it, it is a good... Good, good, good thing for for Thorfinn potentially for his feelings to grow and for him to realize them, and it could be also be cool to to have the story take place both in Iceland and Miklagard simultaneously, kind of go back and forth a little bit, and that way maybe mm. there's maybe we can spend more time in Miklagard, which could be cool. But what I don't like about it is that it would separate Gudrid and Thorfinn, and. I don't want them to be separated, but I, ultimately it might be for the best. Distance, so. <laughs> distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yes, you are right. You are right. So yeah, it could, it could, it could be really good. And I'm definitely, ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm more liking it than I'm not liking it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> no, it's true. No, no, no. no. Uh, but no, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with them. Like if they go, they, you know, go to Greece and they come back to uh, Iceland afterwards. I'm, I'm fine with that as well. Um, I just, I, I do think that either way, Sigurd's going to take his time to really uh, understand his feelings. <laughs> Watch me eat dirt, <laughs> eat, eat crow. Uh, and he's like, first page, <laughs> you, you know what? Let's get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's more so where what I'm leading toward, actually. Like, uh, maybe yeah. not the first page, but Fair enough. before it to be a little bit faster from here on out. Although, I, I, I could definitely enjoy a long, like, having it be dragged out a little more. Because, I mean, that would definitely make it more exciting, I think. Like, I think it could happen. Like, I don't think it would happen in the second volume. I think it would happen in, in the first volume where he finally uh, decides to divorce her. But it just wouldn't happen in the first few chapters. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I did find the the reference I was looking for in book eight. Mm. Uh, after their their marriage, they're in the room together, and he says, "Look, you've looked downcast this entire time. Was there a man you fancied back home?" And she says, "No." And mm. he says, "Well, forget about that." So okay, I yeah, wonder yeah, yeah. if that's not exactly the same as I said, but it's it could mean that her growing feelings for Thorfinn. Uh, would make him feel guilty about him marrying her, right? When it's when their marriage is really just about bringing two clans together, and he even mentions that in that in that chapter in book eight. Mm -hmm. um, this is nothing about love; it's just bringing clans together. And so maybe the fact that she has fallen for someone, he feels bad about. Precisely, and yeah, I think he absolutely does, or at least will start to do. Uh, whereas it, it, he's in the process of <laughs> starting in to process. feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. So yeah, I, I'm definitely enjoying his character journey. Yeah, it's and nice. It's not. I mean, it's not over yet, but it's 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 getting there. I I think. Last thing I'll say about or him is more of just a, in general, just the hilarious antics that him and his men 
uh, when you know the coming out of the hole, and then <laughs> him and Fatty in their barrels, his his gas, like g- giving them away, like that was great. Yeah, yeah, I love there was a second fart joke in this in this book. Yeah. <laughs> and then the barrel blaster. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what what is this? Uh, that's great. Mm. And. Well, my last little thing is just the, I just wanted to point out that he took at least four arrows, um, or he, he was hit with at least four arrows, while while they were getting out of Jonsborg. But that is impressive. He's yeah, he's still he's still kicking, so it's very good. This has been a really tough and long journey for him. For all of them. I mean, like, let's <laughs> let's. I mean, you know, Thorfinn's been through a heck of a lot as well, but Sigurd has been basically experienced a few arcs of his own like, with. Of his own story, you know, slave arc, uh, yeah. war arc, <laughs> yeah, you're right. guilty arc. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Plus, he had like that entire three month period that was just skipped in uh, Thorfinn's journey, or like in the manga here. Uh, yeah. He was just sailing around searching for Gudrid for, for three expedition months. arc. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, he has definitely been on a long journey. Hmm. But moving on to. Einar next? Well, all of the last the, the last ones here are uh, pretty brief, at least for me. Same. But Einar, what do you got on Einar? Nothing. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I only have one very little thing. It's how he, at the end of it, he kind of just nudged Thorfinn, you know, after Gudrid had said that she likes him. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you know, bro, you should say something to her. <laughs> like, bro, like, come on. Th- that kind of that way. It, it was like, of course, he would, you know, support Thorfinn in that kind of way and like just ask the bro that he is <laughs> but uh yeah yeah it was it was cool to see but yeah not that much for him this volume um mostly I'd say same for Hild yeah uh, you got anything on her I mean she she had a part in the story more so than Einar but mm. nothing like new character wise or right I mean I, I guess she was the one that knocked out Sigurd that, that was pretty funny <laughs> to yeah the gun but the, that's that's uh, that's about it yeah Next, let's talk a little bit about Asgeir, the guy, um, like, Thorkel's man, oh. who sent Sigurd to infiltrate Jomsborg. He, well, actually, I don't, I don't actually have anything specifically on him, but one of his lines, he refers to Jomsborg's gate as the door to Muspelheim. And I just wanted to, just in case anyone is wondering what, what the hell is Muspelheim, uh, in Norse mythology, it's the realm of fire. Ah. I guess from a Christian standpoint, it's kind of like what you would envision hell to be like. Uh, it's just like a fiery world, um, perhaps. Or to be fair, I don't know. I don't know all that much about Christian mythology, but that, that's <laughs> that. At least it's a fiery realm with like just fire and the just a shining fire and stuff. Uh, it's where Surtur lives, who's a giant with a fire sword, who I think is uh, has a part to play in Ragnarok. But oh. yeah, yeah, seems nice. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's obviously basically like refer like a Christian would have said like it's the gates of hell. Like it's it would have had mm. the same meaning, I think. Um, although Muspelheim in Norse mythology is not an afterlife area like hell is. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like because uh, I think Niflheim and uh, hell, like although spelled just H E L H E L. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, are are actual afterlife places as well as obviously Valhalla. Right. But anyway. Um, and the last character I have anything on, and this character didn't actually, I don't don't think appeared here, but Carly's mama. Uh, yeah. 
we actually get it confirmed for sure that that was the name that they went with, <laughs> and it did stick. Because last time I didn't think they actually stuck with it actually, but turns out they did. I just wanted to just <laughs> point that out here. That yeah, I think that's it's. it's I guess it's cool to have a, a name that's actually stuck now. <laughs> Carly's mama. Yeah. <laughs> that you know that's funny because if you hadn't like read that side chapter or whatever, you never would have known. Yeah. That that's that's the dog's name right and I, I like that that uh little connection to that and um also like how that was the way uh Gudrid thought it was was best to confirm uh thorfinn's identity exactly yeah yeah it was very nice but uh do you have any other character you want to talk about um just a, a joke um okay <laughs> when thorfinn infiltrates and the maidservant has the guards run away after, you know, a false lead. <laughs> the, the guards are like, you know, wouldn't it be really stupid if we were to fall for a trap right now or like a really stupid trap? It just it just feels, I just have this feeling like, yeah, knock him out. Like, <laughs> I thought that was really comedic. Yeah, that, that was really funny. Like, it's, it's the kind of humor that I guess I hadn't really expected from this manga, but I think Yukimura <laughs> definitely made it work here. Like, that, that was yeah. so great. <laughs> oh. But I guess that leads us into predictions. Mm. I think Garm will make a comeback at some point. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't seem like their parting ways was their final goodbye. Uh, I don't know if he'll go to Vinland. Maybe. Uh, mm, I don't know. Hmm. But I feel like he'll <laughs> be back. Like he doesn't. He doesn't seem to be done with Thorfinn. Although I can't say there's a whole lot for him to experience besides. A change of heart in some way um but i guess we'll see right yeah i think him i i, I guess he, he's a similar case as thorkel in my opinion as a character that it would mean a lot to see them actually make that growth uh-huh so yeah i'm also definitely hoping to see him again i wonder about thorkel though i wonder i almost feel like this is the last time we'll see him Ooh, i really hope not I mean, I like, I really like Thorkel, and I would like to see him again. But I almost feel like this is a good place to end it for him. But they have unresolved business in a way. Like he still, like, well, yeah, because Thorfinn still still owes Thorkel a, a fight. Yeah, that's true. But that you know that could just be a parting. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna say we'll see Thorkel again. Maybe that's wishful thinking. But <laughs> I'll say it anyway. I would love it if we see it again. <laughs> yes. Um, but as far as the journey goes, I mean, well, yeah, we kind of talked about the potential of splitting the party mm-hmm. here, which, yeah, definitely could be neat. At the very least, some of the characters have to continue to Miklagar next, I assume, because they, they need to sell those uh, narwhal horns. Yep. Yep. And whether that's the entire party or not, I guess guess it remains to be seen and i guess i guess if if that is the whole party at least i i hope for them to return to iceland after that in that case uh like if if that doesn't happen at the same time i hope to get to iceland afterward to see you know what can happen about the divorce and like well i i imagine some drama can come from that you know with half half dan and all of that so that that could be interesting and kind of scary perhaps Mm. Very unsure, but yeah, I I feel I feel um, that it'll go one of those two ways that we've mentioned earlier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but who knows? <laughs> we could be wrong. Regardless, Halfdan is going to be an, an obstacle. Yeah, he's not going to be happy about the divorce yeah, whatsoever. Right. <laughs> and if we're correct in Sigurd taking that stand or that, that choice, mm-hmm. he's going to have to basically go against his father in some way. Exactly, yeah. And I'm super excited for that to see how that's all going to go down. Yeah. But I think what I'm the most excited for to see going forward is to see how Thorfinn deals with Gudrid's love confession. Uh, or well, Yes. You know. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they would be super cute together and I just want, want to see that. <laughs> um, Aye, Captain. I agree. <laughs> Full speed ahead, Captain. Yes. We have a fine wind today. Aye, Captain. <laughs> I'm... I guess, well, yeah, I'm just hoping to see Thorfinn come to terms with, you know, those sorts of feelings in the next book. That's, like, one of the major things that I'm hoping for slash predicting. Yeah, it, definitely. And I wonder if it's... It feels like the next chapter is going to address it, like, in, in one way. Whether he refuses to accept it, or they really awkward about it, <laughs> or maybe he just funnily in a humorous way accepts it in some way i mean it could be that you know he finally gets it and then they have a moment together and they somehow or then they go to sigurd's like hey divorce this woman so i can marry her (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but something tells me that's a little too bold right Thorfinn's hmm. awkwardness. You know what I mean? That's that's a fair point. Plus, it would also maybe take away a little bit from Sigurd's character journey. As in, like, I think it maybe it would be more rewarding to see Sigurd get to that conclusion himself. Right, and Gudrid's sacrifice of saying, I'll go to mm. Iceland with you. Fair, right. That's true. And in that, I guess, if you want that to get paid off as much as possible, then I guess... Uh, your prediction is the most uh, well might might be the better one then, uh, potentially. We'll see if Yukimura agrees. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I mean, regardless, oh my god, like there's no way the next volume is not gonna blow me away. I feel like every volume lately has just been blowing me away, and you know, there's no way that the next one is not gonna be awesome. <laughs> Whatever happens in it. Book eleven. <laughs> Book eleven is so good. Yeah, like, this, this was, is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ah. You know, it has everything. It has the action. It has philosophical debates. It has, you know, awesome character growth for Thorfinn. Romance. And then the the romance, yes. you know. <laughs> and, and throw in the comedy bits here and there, and uh-huh. you got a really great book. Absolutely. Yeah, I could not agree more. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, this... Uh, we've talked about it, how, how we have both really fallen in love with the series, but it really is making its way into the pro- probably my number one spot. Like, I don't know if it's there yet, but it's, like, or maybe it is. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's, actually, maybe it, maybe it freaking is. Ah, anyway, I I love it so much. It's just <laughs> been so amazing, uh, all the characters and all the events and all the all of the wisdom in, in the series. It's incredible. Like, it's unlike anything I've ever read or seen. Like, uh, it's a one-of-a-kind thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. On that note, I guess we are done with this week on Mami Manga. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Great. I'm ready, go, I'm ready to go read book 12. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, I'm so ready. We will be caught up once we cover that in a week or two. 
So yeah, I'm super excited to, well, first of all, to read it here uh, tonight, but then also to talk about it with you soon. <laughs> uh, so yes, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel Umami Manga on YouTube. If you liked this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volumes 23 and 24. Bye-bye! See you later! also got Uzumaki. I'm a little bit scared of reading it. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'm looking at it in my shelf and I'm like, I'm dreading to open open that one up because <laughs> I've heard from so many people just how scary they think it is. And, like, I've oh, heard man. people say that after they've read it, they get scared when they look at, like, uh, spirals. Oh, no. And, and I'm like, what? How? How? Like, and I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm intrigued by that, but I'm also scared. <laughs> <laughs>